You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. I am back from Disneyland, back in the studio, and excited to be back covering BYU with you guys each and every day. A lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. Talk about some of the recruiting news that came up this past weekend. A big loss for BYU in the recruiting front, as well as some pickups as well. We'll talk about that. We'll also catch up with BYU offensive lineman Jay. James Empey. I had a chance to speak with him earlier on as BYU kicked off their preparations for the bowl game. You'll hear from him and we'll also catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough for their continued support of the show. It's a blast to have them on board. We'll also talk a little bit about Spotify as today's show rolls on as well. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars for December 16th. 16th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for joining us on your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars, the Locked On Cougars podcast. It's an exciting time to be a BYU fan. Early signing day begins Wednesday. The signing period for high school athletes and junior college athletes opens up Wednesday and runs through Friday. You'll probably hear a bunch of names announced over the coming days and weeks, and obviously a lot of announcements in terms of commitments come out recently. One big one that came out this past weekend that went against BYU was the announcement from Andrew Gentry from Littleton, Colorado, who goes to Columbine High School. Six foot eight, 310 pound athlete announced that he is going to sign with the Virginia Cavaliers instead of BYU. Now that is a massive bummer if you're a BYU fan because this kid, I'm telling you guys, Andrew Gentry was everything BYU wants in an athlete. A member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A highly thought of four-star prospect. He's got a composite rating from 24-7 sports of .9708. That's verging on potential five-star status as an offensive tackle. A kid who is a standout in the classroom, near a 4.0, if not a 4.0 student athlete in terms of his academics. He had everything going for him that BYU craves in their student athletes, and he picks Virginia and former head coach, former BYU head coach Bronco Mendenhall. It's a bummer, bummer deal if you're a BYU fan. It's bitter to see a guy like this pick Virginia. And in speaking with people connected with Andrew Gentry, it sounds like essentially it just came down to a decision of where he wanted to play and where he thought he could succeed the most, and he wanted to play at the Power 5 level. Virginia, with all of the coaches on their staff who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, are the best equipped Power 5 program, in my opinion, outside of Stanford, to deal with a guy who's planning on going on a mission, which is what Andrew Gentry's plan is. He's going to go on a mission before he enrolls in college. So... BYU, the non-Power 5 label, absolutely hurt him in this, regardless of whatever else they did. And I can tell you this much. BYU did essentially nothing wrong in terms of recruiting Andrew Gentry. They gave him all the love in the world they needed to give him in terms of visits from coaches. They made sure that they stayed in touch with him constantly. Uh, His brother, obviously, JT Gentry, is in the BYU football program. I do wonder how that affects JT in the future if he decides, you know what, maybe BYU's not the place for me. Uh, I don't 
don't know how this will affect him in that regard. But I thought everything was pointing towards BYU coming through in the end and winning this recruiting battle. And alas, Virginia swoops in and picks up what is probably the top LDS athlete, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint athlete, in this recruiting class, and that is just a raw deal if you're a BYU football fan. You're going to see guys like Nate Ritchie from Lone Peak High School most likely sign with Stanford or Utah. Scotty Edwards from Olympus High School, he's not going to sign until February, but schools like UCLA and Stanford are in on him, and BYU would love to have him. The tough part for BYU in this day and age of college football is they cannot offer that P5 label and that's the tough part when it comes to watching guys like Andrew Gentry pick Virginia of all places <laughs> it's it, it's a raw deal honestly if you're, if you're a BYU fan this sucks and I, it sucks that we're not going to see this kid suiting up for BYU obviously a lot can change while you're on a mission etc but I don't expect Andrew Gentry to be suiting up in a BYU uniform, and that's just a tough pill to swallow as a BYU fan, as a BYU administrator, especially as a BYU coach. It's just not something you want to see uh, happen because you thought this was a young man who was going to come through. His brothers are already in the program. He's going to come through, be a big part of BYU's recruiting class, be the one four-star prospect they signed in this class, and alas, he picks Virginia and the and, and the Power Five level, and that's... <laughs> You just can't do much about it. The good news is BYU did pick up a commitment this past weekend from Ty Burke. And Ty Burke is a guy locally here in Utah at Syracuse High School up in northern Utah. And I work closely with um, John Watson Chevrolet in Ogden, picking the John Watson Chevrolet High School Football Players of the Week each week for the Zone Sports Network, the radio station I work for. And I've watched Ty Burke up close for multiple years in a row. And I wondered why he wasn't getting offers from the from the FBS level. He had offers from Weber State at the FCS level, but he had not gotten offers at the FBS level, and BYU comes through this past week and gives him that offer, and he is now committed to be a BYU Cougar. Will Ty Burke offset the loss that Andrew Gentry is? Absolutely not, but it's good news that BYU picked up a commitment from an underrated prospect like Ty Burke. I think BYU, in terms of their recruiting going forward, They just need to pursue guys who are under the radar, in all honesty, and hope that their development program comes through for them. I feel like BYU is going to be at a severe disadvantage until they get a Power 5 label, if they are able to get into the Power 5, in terms of recruiting top-level athletes. Will there be guys that pick BYU in the end because BYU is too much of a pull for them that are Power 5-level athletes? Sure, there will be guys like that. You can think of Jacob Conover a year ago, who got a quarterback who had offers from multiple Power 5 schools, ultimately said BYU was the school for him. You'll get those guys, but they're always going to lose guys like Andrew Gentry, and that's just a tough pill to swallow as a BYU fan. I think the BYU coaching staff has identified a good way to develop athletes, taking guys who maybe aren't the most polished athletes, aren't the most highly thought of players in the world, but going after them and betting on the fact that, you know what, you have the speed, you have the length, you have the athleticism we're looking for in an athlete. We can coach you up and make you into the player we we expect you to be and I think that's what Ty Burke is going to be for BYU he's a three sport athlete for Syracuse uh, ran track plays basketball for the Titans and also a standout on the football field he's being recruited as an athlete at BYU a kid that can return kicks plays defensive back has offensive chops to his name he can do a lot of different things for BYU and I'm excited to see what he does in a BYU uniform but the tough pill to swallow is seeing a four star prospect like Andrew Gentry who just seemed like the poster child for a guy 
who's going to end up at BYU ultimately pick Virginia and the Power 5 level over the Cougars and Honestly, I just don't know what BYU can do right now to combat the Power 5 moniker with certain guys. I don't know, I'm don't know. i not sure if they can overcome it. And this isn't the fact that BYU didn't uh, gave up on Andrew Gentry. They battled it until the very end, and he ultimately picked Virginia, and that's just a tough thing. It's recruiting for a reason. You win some, you lose some. But BYU seems to be losing a lot more of the bigger-name athletes than they are winning them recently, and that's just... It sucks. It, plain and simple, it sucks. So we'll see what happens with the Cougars. The good news is, is BYU's offensive line over the next few years should be very stout. I had a chance to speak with James Empey, BYU standout center, the guy that runs all of the calls along the offensive line. We'll get to that conversation here in just a moment. Had a great conversation with him about kind of the work going into this bowl game, the work uh, that they did also coming off the bitter loss to San Diego State, etc. You'll hear from him here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys, it's Spotify wrapped. If you're a Spotify listener to Locked On Cougars, use the Spotify wrapped feature to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot, tag Locked On Live, as well as myself, Jacob C. Hatch, and at Locked On Cougars on Twitter and whatever other social media you prefer to use. And we'll make sure to share and retweet and give you a shout out for doing that. We've had a few listeners do that, and it's awesome to see your guys' support of the podcast. It's a blast to be talking with you guys each and every day. All right. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Hit Spotify. Make sure you have Spotify wrapped it's cool to see your guys support of the podcast spotify making it real easy to see how your listening's gone this year and hopefully you guys will check it out and make sure to tag us locked on cougars and jacob c hatch on twitter when you do that all right, guys, as I mentioned, we're going to catch up with James Empey here in just a moment. You'll hear him talk a lot about that San Diego State game. He didn't want to talk a lot about it, obviously, because it's a bitter loss for BYU to finish out their regular season on a losing note. But as they get ready for this bowl game against Hawaii on December 24th, there's a big opportunity staring the Cougars in the face to finish out their season on a high note and win a game in paradise. Uh, Hawaii's great. And you're going to hear James talk about the San Diego State loss, preparing for the bowl game, practices. This is early on during the bowl season preparation so it's not necessarily the most current but you'll hear from him and talk about facing off in the Hawaii Bowl etc so a lot to get to with James Empey let's get to it here's James Empey with myself on Locked On Cougars Offensive output, 400 yards but only 3 points against San Diego State how frustrated were you guys as a unit? I mean it's it's always frustrating after after any game when you feel like you didn't do your best or you left some some uh, points out on the field and so yeah that was frustrating but I mean uh, we all watched the film and felt like we did a lot of good things and so we're just trying to build on it and and move forward at this point um, looking forward to the bowl game don't know who we're gonna play yet but just keep keeping we're just grinding trying to you know get better and and uh, be the best we can be by the time or the last game is so. To get inside the 10-yard line in particular, those field goal attempts you guys had, how frustrating is that not to punch those in for touchdowns? Uh, like I said, I mean, it's just we, we, after a game when you feel like you left some on the field, mm-hmm. it, it's a frustrating feeling, and uh, I feel like our guys have done a good job at turning it into motivation for, for the next opportunities that we have. Like I said, we kind of we kind of watched it over on film. We kind of, you know, we know what we need to do better. We know what we did wrong, and and now, uh, now the next step is moving forward to 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 right those right those mistakes. So, I saw Coach Mateos tweet out that you guys have played 16 different combinations along the offensive line this season, and he was he was asking people like, for, well, he was like essentially asking like, hey, is this a record? He was tweeting at some of these bigger uh, offensive line people out in, yeah. in the Twitter sphere. 
how have you guys done just kind of juggling all those different rotations? I mean, we got we got a lot of guys with game experience at this point and a lot of guys that are athletic and versatile and can play different positions as I mean 16, I guess if that's if that's the number coach tweeted out then I mean, we got guys that can play and uh guys that can play well you know what I mean and so it's just finding the the best balance of of who we got that's ready and healthy to play and and I think coach Mateos has done a good job at doing that all season and making sure everybody that was going in was prepared and that we had the the best five up regardless of what position they were playing so we've seen you and Brady be the two stalwarts along this offensive line and start every game so far this year if I'm not mistaken where do you think you're at in terms of your progression this season um I feel like I feel like everybody's been getting better uh-huh. as the season's gone on. Um, personally, I feel like I've been getting better as the season's gone on. Um, looking forward to these next couple couple weeks and this this last game to to really you know put it all together one last time and and uh, and um, you know try to be become the best I can be this year. And um, I think all the guys on our line are, are trying to do the same, or they're just trying to. Um, continually improve every day uh, with, with uh, just the little things that we all need to work on. And so, um, I mean, I, I think it's the luck of the draw who's in and who's, you know, who's still healthy and who's not at this point. But um, I think I think we're all just looking forward to, to using this time to get better and and to uh, get get one more game to play, you know, out in, in some nice weather. So you use that term luck of the draw and I really do feel like it's that way sometimes in this sport how do you personally keep your body ready to go week in and week out um our our strength coaches they do a great job of making sure our bodies are conditioned and strong and healthy and and I think they do a great job at because we'll lift every day and and those lifts help us you know keep uh the parts of our body that need to be strong to protect us you know what I mean and and sometimes you get rolled up and sometimes somebody falls in your legs or sometimes you might just step weird. And, and that's what I mean by the luck of the draw. I mean, like sometimes stuff happens and you just got to live with it. You know what I mean? And uh, in a contact sport, lots of that stuff's going to happen. And so, um, but just um, being in the weight room with, with our strength staff, like like everybody does every day and making sure, you know, you get the treatment and, and the help you need from the training staff. There's lots of people around to help our bodies. So if you take advantage of it, it's uh, it's nice. We hear coaches a lot emphasize the fact that these extra practices you have in the lead up to the bowl game are very important. They almost call it, Kalani uses the term miniature spring camp. Do you see that the same way as a player? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a, ble- like, I've been on teams that have made a bowl game and a team that hasn't made a bowl game, and it's a lot more fun when you make a bowl game because you can keep playing. Yeah. You know, you get to keep playing football. Um, and so that's that's the best part about it. We get to keep strapping it up every day. And, and finding ways to get better playing a fun sport. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, I, I see it as that. It's a, just however many practices more that we get, you know, to, to make ourselves better and to get ourselves ready for, you know, a good game against whoever we, we play. So, Do you have a preference on who you guys play? Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. I, what's the excitement level just going to Hawaii, though, in terms of that destination? Oh, I mean, Hawaii is beautiful, man. In the middle of, of a Utah winter, you get to go spend a couple of days in the sun. It's it's not a bad gig, so. You take the family too, right? Yeah. Wife? Mm-hmm. James, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. There you go, James Empey, BYU offensive lineman. You heard him say hey, he's excited to play a game. He's excited to strap it up one last time this season. And let's be honest, guys who play football, it's such a 
finite period of the season. We spend nine months of the year talking about the season and only three months really of it actually being played out on the field. And that's the exciting part is there's one more game here for BYU this year coming up on Christmas Eve against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors over there at Aloha Stadium. And I think the BYU players understand the urgency of winning this game. It carries them into the offseason on a high note, helps them get through those uh, early January and, and February workout days when you don't necessarily want to wake up and go lift and all that different thing going on. But it gives you that opportunity just to have that extra motivation. Hey, we won that game, and it gives you that bump as you head into offseason workouts. And good to hear from James Amp, and you can tell he's excited for this upcoming game. And also, Learned a lot from that San Diego State game, obviously. BYU's offense, absolutely pathetic in terms of scoring points in that game. You heard him talk about it. It's, it's just a bitter pill, to, and they just don't, they don't want to talk about it. You could v- very much tell that in his voice, so I moved on pretty quickly after that in terms of that interview, but they learned a lot from that. I th- the coaching staff, I think, learned a lot. The players themselves learned a lot, and hopefully now as they face off against Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl, they can take what they learned from that loss and take that just that bad taste they have in their mouth from that loss and use it to great effect as they push forward into this Hawaii Bowl matchup. I'm excited to see them play in this game. I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. We'll have more on this later this week as we get you ready for that game. And I'm excited. I think it's a fun game. I think it's a fun time of year to play in the game. Obviously, Christmas Eve, it's tough for some people with family things. I have my own family stuff going on, but we're kind of planning around that. And it's exciting. And I think the BYU players are excited for this game. We'll be out at BYU football practice later today to talk more with players about what they think of this matchup, etc. So stay tuned for that later this week. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A lot to get to from the weekend that was BYU basketball beating Utah State. We did a postcast edition of the podcast to talk about that on Saturday night. We'll recap that shortly as well. So a lot to get to, but before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union shares a faith-based bond with all of its members. They also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They're asking everybody right now, what is your why? What is your passion project? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund your passion project? Make sure that why is taken care of from a financial standpoint. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. And with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. With no cost refinance from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month. The Deseret First First Credit Union Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Regardless of your first-time home buyer, you're trying to find your dream home, you've got investment properties, doesn't matter where you're at in life, DFCU can help you guys out. Call them, 801-456-7070, excuse me, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. 
All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, let's run down everything else going on in BYU sports. We'll start off on the hardwoods with BYU men's and women's basketball. Men's basketball won their ninth game of the season with a 68-64 victory over Utah State in the final edition of the Beehive Classic at Vivint Smart Home Arena. We did a postcast edition of this game reacting to it on Saturday night, so you can go back and listen to that if you want more of my thoughts on this win, but I think it's just a big-time win for the Cougars. I think it's going to pay dividends for them come tournament time and if BYU is in position in terms of having an at-large bid potentially a win like this over Utah State who should do very well in the Mountain West Conference if not be the favorite in the Mountain West Conference it's going to pay dividends for BYU with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee so congratulations to Mark Pope and his team on that win the women's basketball team also played an in-state game a cross-town game against UVU Dan Nilsson the former BYU assistant coach now the new head man at UVU brought the Wolverine to the Marriott Center and BYU was hot from beyond the arc beating Utah Valley 71-57 on Saturday afternoon so congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his team on that victory in their crosstown clash against UVU on to some of the awards and preseason honors going on we'll start off with men's volleyball they were picked to win the, the conference title by the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation's head coaches. That was announced on Friday. BYU returns 15 players and all six of their starters from the 2019 season. Sean Olmstead should have BYU in position to make a run nationally. They're currently ranked number three in the preseason poll, so BYU Volleyball should have an opportunity to make a big-time run this season. And they open up the season early, in early January. They open up January 3rd at number 11, Loyola Chicago, before facing number six. Lewis on Saturday, January 4th. So stay tuned for that. We'll have coverage for you all season long from the men's side of things. On the women's volleyball side of things, uh, the women's volleyball players were honored by multiple postseason honors. We'll start off with AVCA Pacific South All-Region Honors. Four athletes, senior libero Mary Lake, senior outside hitter McKenna Miller, sophomore middle blocker Heather Knighting were all named to the All-Region team while junior outside hitter Kennedy Eschenberg was named honorable mention. So congratulations to them. They were tied for the most. Those four awardees were tied for the most in the region and the second most in program history. So congratulations to all four athletes there. And then on the academic side of things, four more women's athletes Athletes were named West Coast Conference All-Academic Team this past week. Mary Lake, Riley Lyman, Kennedy Eschenberg were all on the All-Academic Team, while Senior Senator Kiani Moai was named Honorable Mention. So awesome to see all of these athletes getting all kinds of honors, well-deserved after another 25-win season for women's volleyball. Not their deepest run in the NCAA tournament, being bounced out in the round of 32 by Utah, but still a great season nonetheless for women's volleyball. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Like I said, we'll be out at BYU football practice this evening, getting more interviews and insight on BYU as they get ready for the Hawaii Bowl coming up on December 24th. Obviously getting you ready for BYU basketball later this week as they face off against Weber State in the Marriott Center. So a lot to cover all week long in addition to early National Signing Day Wednesday through Friday. So we'll have it all covered for you right here on your daily podcast, the Locked On Cougars podcast. Stay with us each and every day. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found, so please check that out. Title sponsor of the podcast is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Check them out. 801-456-7070 for all of your financial needs or go to dfcu.com to learn more about Deseret First Credit Union. We'll talk to you guys soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 16, 2019.